Hello, praise the Lord. It's good to know that we can still go ahead and be fasting, praying, etc. in the spirit and in the media. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, you are slightly tired of being at home by now. All this rest. Well, praise God, we have opportunities to catch up on things that we were not able to get time for, uh, to build up ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So today we have fasting and prayer, and we'll spend our time seeking God, um, going in the spirit realm to expect things to manifest in our lives uh, as we pray for nations, for individual lives and situations. We believe God. We cannot do anything without believing God. Otherwise, it's vain. It does not please Him. And so it'll have to be by faith, expecting a reward. It'll have to be by a heart that is confident of expectation coming from God. And so when you fast and when you seek Him, it has to be in the same attitude. We must expect from Him. And so we're coming in expectation. Praise God. Let's uh, put up our expectors and let's believe God. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you. We honor you today. You are a faithful God. You are our Father. Blessed be your holy name. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. you our father the holy one who sits on the throne we thank you for the precious moments we have on a daily basis to gather before you thank you we do not take this for granted it's another moment another time to spend before you to have the saints gather by way of media and to meet 
in the spirit. And Father, we trust your mercy. We trust your goodness. We trust the heart of our Father to manifest. Precious Holy Spirit who is with us now, who's enthroned in the midst of the praises of his people. We thank you and praise you for the indwelling reality and the fact that you are here with us right now in our midst, Holy One. We worship you. We honor you today. Thank you, Lord, for your people and all the efforts that are going into putting this broadcast out there. We thank you for restoration in their lives, Abba Father. Every effort that's been put, we thank you that it's in your name and you owe no man anything. We bless you today. We praise you today. We worship you today. And we come with expectation. Hallelujah, Abba Father. You are a God who sees everything. You're not surprised by this day. You knew this day before time began. You counted us faithful and put us on the earth for such a time as this. We're grateful, Holy One. We open our hearts to you right now. This first day of the new month, we trust your mercy to work in every situation. Hallelujah, our Father. You're welcome in our midst, precious Lord. Our Father, the Almighty Himself. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. We commit the rest of this whole meeting and program into your care. We expect. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Great King. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We'll be fasting and praying and tending to keep ourselves still before God not meaning that we are dormant or inactive, but our spirits want to gain ascendancy over our senses. And that's uh, what it's all about. We are not necessarily on a hunger strike. Um, I know you've been eating, maybe not eating like you wanted to eat, but definitely you've been eating. So we want to take a little time and tell the Lord how we are more interested in Him, His reality, than our natural appetites. Hallelujah. Reminds me of uh, John, the fourth chapter, where Jesus is at the well, Jacob's well there, and the Samaritan woman and all that. And His disciples had gone to buy food for Him and themselves. And by the time they came back, he said that he was not hungry or he had already satisfied his desire. And they said, what? Who brought food for you? And he said, I have food that you don't know about. And he said further on, I think in verse 34 of John 4, he said, my meat is to do the will of, of God or my Father. So there is a special food, a secret food, which is hidden in the will of God. And when we do that, we are satisfied. And when we do not accomplish that, and when we do not feed that desire to satisfy God, to do His plan on the earth, 
there's an emptiness and a hunger that's not satisfied. So Jesus revealed that there. And so today I believe that our hearts are open and we are seeking God for His will in our lives. And every opportunity we have, we would like to do His will. Amen. So that we will say, I have one kind of food that is not so available. People don't know about. People may not see it on the shelves in the supermarket. <laughs> but it's a special food. It's to do the will of my Father. Amen. And that's why we're here today. That's why we're gathered like this. To be able to do the will of the Father. To see how we can approach the will of God and do the will of God in our lives. Amen. So thank you for gathering. Thank you for all your efforts. It's not easy, I know, in the midst of all your work, to put on your computer or your phone and listen may be a distraction. And also there are many other programs out there that you can tune into. But those who consider that this is their church and this is their pastor, they would therefore be, um, you know, under a kind of spiritual obligation to listen to what the Spirit of God may have to say to them. And that's um, what it's all about. So there could be many voices out there, and you have to decide um, your local gathering and where God feeds you. And that's the way God deals and does things. So that's why we have uh, to open up also our own media department in quote and be able to provide for those who consider that this is their local church and they are under the oversight of this local pastor. So I'm planning to do the will of God. I believe this is the will of God to feed the flock that have been given to me. Those who say they are mine, I must try and feed them. And so that is why I'm here right now. And those you know, who are from anywhere else listening in, praise God. I believe God will also minister to you, but... God is quite specific about the way he does things. He's not a haphazard, random kind of person. You know, if we were in the Old Testament, you could see how very strict he was about even the way our hair was cut and our beards were shaved and all of these kind of things. You know, what kind of material you wear, thank you, what kind of clothing you wear, what you farm, the kind of seeds you farm, all these things. God is so very, very uh, into detail. So the New Covenant is, thank God it has a lot of liberty, but it still has accurate details about the way he's handling things. So thank God that you are alive today. It's a very special season to be on the earth, very special time. Uh, we are in the very last days and very exciting times, although they are also very fierce times. And uh, the hearts of men are failing for fear, for things that are on the earth, um, natural things and also spiritual emptinesses and fierce human nature out there. You know, voices are speaking. So we need to be able to tune in and hear the right voice and what God is saying 
to you and each one of us individually. Praise God. And therefore, I'm here um, trying to obey God and to do what He wants me to do. Praise God. So I consider this time as a very important time for us. And, you know, every month we fast and seek His face and pray and believe God for counsel and guidance. And I believe that He has helped us so far. And today, He will help us even more. Amen. So that we are not taken by surprise. We are prepared and ready for any challenge that will be coming down the pipe. Hallelujah. So, it's our turn and time to lift up our heads and rejoice because our redemption draws near. Amen. How many of you know that these are days where it is more close to our redemption than Paul and Peter had ever imagined? Praise God. You are the man. You are the person today that God has chosen. Hallelujah. So please um, seek God. Set your face to seek Him. Prepare your heart to seek God. Whatever is there in your life that has to be adjusted, we will have to just go ahead and adjust it. You know, sometimes our heart gets hardened. Just like a farmer's ground, it has to be broken up. It has to be made soft so that the Word of God can uh, have good ground to grow in and produce. Amen. Um, you know, we were initially surprised by all of this media stuff, and so uh, we had to readjust because we were not that media-conscious people before, but we're trying to be a little more media-conscious. We were a little bit reckless. We would just go stand on a stage and take off, you know, and not be bothered about what anybody was doing. But now we are being watched and scrutinized by eyes all around, and so we have to be a little more technically savvy. <laughs> so um, these efforts are not in vain. I hope you're patiently enduring with us, and thank you for putting your hand to the plow and not turning back. Hallelujah. So God will help us all, but um, let's see what we can do today as we seek His face and go forward in the spirit realm. Amen. Um, during the temptation of Jesus over there in Matthew, the fourth chapter, I'm going to start off. Let's see which way we go. We may just go this way and that way, being open to God as much as possible. Matthew chapter 4 and the fourth verse, he answered, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. It's possible to live by bread, but then, you know, today I, I just came in and I heard about this guy who was very wealthy and had acres and loads and loads of money and shipping companies and all of that, but he decided to take his own life. He must have eaten all manner of bread, all manner of food, but you can see that was not enough to sustain his life. Apparently, he was just about my age. And I think that this age, you know, my age, which is just about 55, is, is very, very young still. Hallelujah. And this man took his life at my age because, you know, man shall not live by bread alone. You have to live 
according to God, according to Jesus, out of his own mouth, he said, man lives by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The real life that we're talking about is God's kind of life. It's not just a biological life where your heart is beating and, you know, you have a few pec muscles and, you know, maybe some abs and all of that stuff. And so life is cool, you know, yeah. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being open to God's own kind of life. And, you know, that has to be uh, understood and developed. We'll have to feed ourselves on certain thoughts. We have to feed ourselves on the ability of heaven. And so we have decided to say, you know, I'm going to turn away from natural bread and I'm going to go after the bread that comes from heaven, the life of God itself. Amen. Jesus said over there in John 6 and 63 also, the, the flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits nothing. Amen. He said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. In other words, you know, the flesh looks like it profits. For some people, that's all that profits. But the way God looks at it is, you're not just created to be flesh alone. You know, it's just one third compartment that's body and flesh, you know, and we are totally supposed to be clear on this matter. We are a spirit being, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And, you know, you can't just be taking care of the body aspect alone. See, your body doesn't belong to you. Your spirit doesn't belong to you. What belongs to you actually are your thoughts. According to 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, God purchased our spirit and our body in the blood of Jesus, in the work that Jesus did in his death, burial, and resurrection. And so all that we actually have, or we can bring to God, is our thinking. And so God wants us to begin to uh, think the way he's thinking and feed ourselves with his own word and his thinking. As his thoughts begin to fill our being, it affects our natural life, and we have another quality of life. Jesus said over there in John 10.10, 10, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly to the full till it overflows. So it's a different kind of life. It's a life that is so rich that it overflows. The God kind of life is a life that is so rich that it overflows. And God has paid for that life to be available to everyone who can believe? Let's look at a scripture also in John chapter 5 and verse 24. Observe this is Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So, this is for people who have believed. He says, you heard the word and you believed on him that sent Jesus or the Father God. You have eternal life. And you do not go to condemnation, but you have passed from death unto life. Amen. Doesn't that tell you that this is an amazing gift that God has given to us? This eternal life has made sure that we are passing 
from death to life. Interesting. Just by believing, you have passed from death to life. Amen? So every believer who has accepted these truths, believed in the Father, believed in the Son, what Jesus has done, the Bible says you have already passed from death unto life. You're not going to condemnation in Jesus' name. You have the life of God on the inside of you. The life of God is from our Father, is from the spirit realm, and so that life has been imparted to our spirits. And uh, praise God, our spirit has that life now, and we are enjoying that life to the degree with which our minds accept it. If we think we're only biological, you can have the life of God trapped inside you, and it doesn't affect any other area of your life. You know, it's possible for a believer to have the life of God on the inside of him, locked up in his spirit, and there's no effect in any other area in his life because he has not accepted thoughts concerning that life. Hallelujah. So we are going to take some time to uh, lift up such thoughts and focus on such thoughts and begin to give those thoughts ascendancy in our life. Hallelujah. So that we can actually enjoy the life that is supposed to be abundant, more than enough, overflowing. Hallelujah. God's life is not a little drop and a trickle here and there, but it's mighty, everlasting, eternal flow, which floods the universe. Hallelujah. And so that life is what we're talking about, is currently resident on the inside of you in your spirit man, your born-again spirit man. He that believes on the words that Jesus has spoken, the Father gave him, you have already passed from death to that eternal life. And you have that eternal life. You are not going to be condemned. Say amen. Hallelujah. So, you know, we are going to be thinking those kind of thoughts today. Um, we've already been seeing them come in through um, on Wednesday. And uh, somehow I feel that we'll have to spend more time pondering these things out so that we are more aware of that life that is resident on the inside of us. Thank God the greater one, the Holy Spirit is in us and he is enthroned in our spirit man. And our spirit man has this life of God, this nature of God. It's an interesting mix. Did you notice here that um, these realities are all invisible? <laughs> you know, we are so much involved in a very visible, physical world. And these powerful realities that we're talking about are all invisible. You know, you don't see or feel any of these things. Here is our Lord Jesus, invisible. Thank God He came and partook of the flesh nature. You know, born of a woman in the likeness of man, came here, took our place as a substitute. But the reality is that it was for invisible things that He paid. You know, sin is invisible. You see its effects also uh, physically, but sin is an invisible thing. You know, it's, it's necessarily not tangible. You cannot really feel it, although in your emotions you can feel it, and you can feel the effects of it. Similarly, the new birth is also invisible. Have you noticed that? I mean, you just look the same on the outside, but on the inside there's, there's a change, and it's invisible. Hallelujah. So we're dealing with invisible things which are very real. Hallelujah. 
And so this eternal life, this God life, these things that we are seeking today are invisible, but they are so powerful that they rule the natural world. They rule the natural life. We just talked about that story of the man who uh, jumped off from the 14th floor because uh, some invisible things were, were not working properly. He had all the money and all of that, but some in invisible influences took him to his death. Praise God. We are supposed to live, and we're so, supposed to live more abundantly to the full, you know, brimming with life. And so if we hearken to the words of the Spirit and the words of life, it should produce the effect of life, life more abundantly, God's kind of life. The flesh um, is going to profit eventually, but it's not a striving in the flesh. You know, it's not by running off to a hill somewhere and uh, clapping hands much and ringing bells and all these natural strivings, you know, are not the secret to that life. It's from the spirit realm and uh, one has to be able to yield to that spirit realm and bow his knee to the spirit realm. And we believers have to begin to yield to that more and more. You know, it's possible to just be a humdrum, full of activity believer, but making no effect in the spirit. So we want to take time to be able to ponder on spiritual realities, which are eventually going to affect the outward man big time. So it's about where our mind goes, what our thoughts are about during this time. Hallelujah. Let's go off to another scripture again. In John, the sixth chapter, and observe there, verse 64. John 6, 64. He says, But there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew from the beginning those who, who they were that believed not and should betray him. Praise God. Then he goes on to say, and he said, Therefore, I say unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus to the twelve, Will you also go away? Hallelujah. So it is given to us to come to Jesus, but the choice is still with us. To walk continually after Him. Praise God. I believe that you did not come to Jesus by accident. The Father gave you that ability. And so when you came to Jesus, you were His disciple. You have believed. Notice that. And then you can decide if you want to follow or not. Isn't that interesting? Everything is so full of choice. So, so full of choice. I'm, I'm amazed at the choice which God has given to us. But unless there was a choice and a free will, you could see that there will be no requirement for justice or judgment afterwards. There's no eternal consequence. There were a group of people over in the book of Acts known as the Epicureans. And then there was another group called the Stoics. You know, all these different types of thinkings were there. 
when Paul was preaching. And the Epicureans said, let's eat and drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. They didn't believe there was any eternal consequence. Ah, just eat and drink, man. That's all. Have fun. Tomorrow you die. So they lived like that. And there was another group that said, oh, we have to be extra strict about everything. Ah, be careful. You can be perfect. If you are under principles and self-control, you can attain anything, my boy. You can get it done by the perfection of your rule. And they were very strict and hard people. Now, they didn't also believe that they needed to be saved. But here we come along and the gospel says, you cannot save yourself. No man can save himself by his so-called perfections or his failures. He needs a savior. You're born in sin. You need someone to save you. You are not your savior. Jesus is the savior. And so they could not understand all of this. They said, this guy talking trash. Where is this guy coming from? Who's this strange fellow talking about this and that? Meanwhile, Paul was a murderer of Christians. He himself was going in that direction one day, killing Christians, thinking he was doing such a great job for God. And when the God who created him, who he thought he was serving, faced him on the road to Damascus, he was shocked. He said, what? The Jesus that I'm persecuting, he's actually the Lord? He was knocked off. In fact, he was knocked off and so affected by it that he didn't eat or drink for three days. That's pretty serious. Hallelujah. And then he got blind also. He was spiritually blind before, but he became physically blind as a symbol, I believe, just to show him, man, you cannot get this by yourself. You could be thinking you are serving God, following God, going in the right direction. Meanwhile, you're going totally against Him. Flesh doesn't profit in this thing. One has to choose what the Word says. Otherwise, our choices could be actually taking us away from God. And you know, Jesus looked at them and said, Would you like to also leave? You were chosen to follow, but you can leave, you know. It's amazing. That's why we have to try and keep ourselves tender and open constantly to the Word, to the Spirit, to the invisible realm, so that we don't get hardened and carried away and become opposite to what we were actually called for. Amen? We were saved by Jesus. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. He's our Master. We don't have anybody else. And we owe everything to Him. And our flesh wants to go this way and that way and make all these choices. But the truth of the matter is that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And especially today, if you go out there, you will notice it's all some kind of fleshly thing. Everybody panicking, fearful, looking at things that are outside, things that are captivating the senses and therefore you know man is in a confused state anxious state nervous state he has no hope he has no future what's missing in the equation is the spirit realm realities 
of having a Savior and the life of God. Hallelujah. And so, no matter how free, in quote, you seem to be, don't forget that freedom has to be submitted to the Lordship of Jesus. And our flesh doesn't like it. And our emotions may buck against it. But we have to just say, Lord, here I am. Help me. I want to think on you. I want you to take ascendancy. I want you to reign in my life. I want you to dominate. Hallelujah. This thing called choice is so powerful that even though we were chosen and called, you know, we can decide to go here and there. Wednesday we saw how those fellas went here and there, you know. This guy went here, the other one there. You know, all those interesting people there who were supposed to be doing stuff for God, you know, serving God in their day, in their time. David served God in his time and fell asleep in the will of God. Praise God. So that's where we are moving. You know, we're moving to do what God called us to do in our generation and then sleep in the Lord. Or if He comes, as He's coming soon, go home with Him in glory. But there's no no reason in just living here and missing the will of God. There's just no point about it. I mean, man, that story I heard, I just heard it today. Man, that guy has more money than so many people I can imagine. And he decided to jump off the 14th floor. That's amazing. Just because of XYZ reason. How free, how free is a man actually? We are not free. We have to be under the Lordship of Jesus. Our life is not our own. Jesus purchased it. Jesus owns it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's take another dive. Let's go off for a second to Second Corinthians chapter 5. Let's read the 13th verse. For whether we be beside ourselves... It is to God. Whether we be sober, it is for your cause. So we may look like nuts, as though we've lost our mind. What's wrong with these people? Even if we look like that, there's a reason. (laughs) Verse 14. For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. It means that all of us were dead. There's not even one of us who could say, I was alive before Jesus came. I didn't need Jesus. We were all dead. We just didn't know. See, there's another death that he's talking about here, apart from just physical death. When Jesus hung on the cross, he died twice. He died because of the physical exertion and the sin on the body out there, but actually... His spirit had to bear our sin and the penalty of sin and go to hell and be separated from the Father. That's why he cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because, you know, most people get stuck on just the physical cross. Thank God for all that suffering. But there was another part, the invisible part, where his spirit had to bear penalty to give us spiritual realities. See, the new birth is a spiritual reality. 
The life of God is a spiritual reality. It's imparted to the spirit of man. Hallelujah. And so, because we are so used to just the outward and the flesh, uh, we do not take that into account so much. You know, most people just end with Jesus hanging on the cross. And they cry about that and they feel everything about that. But they don't know that he had to go in the spirit realm bearing eternal death and be separated from the Father. That's what it is, to be separated from the life of God. The Holy Spirit left him. And he was there in hell, suffering the torments of hell, eternal death and punishment there for us. Because these things had to be imparted to us in the spirit realm. The spirit realm is where it actually all is. That's why he said you can't live by bread alone. It's not just physical, physical. It's not just the flesh. There's the invisible, the hidden man. Praise God. And so uh, we are drawn to contemplate on these things. So he became sin in his spirit so that we might become the righteousness of God in our spirit. On the outside, we just look the same. In fact, most people look at us and say, I know that guy. There's nothing special about him. <laughs> but you can't see what happened in the spirit. Of course, looking at the joy that you have and the excitement that you have because you touched another life, they'll say, but he has this strange joy about him and this uncanny look about him. He's not that, you know, fella I used to know, but he's the same. But there's something there about him, this strange look in him. Praise God. So the the spirit realm and the places in the spirit that Jesus went to for us was all for us, not for himself. He looked at us and said, I want you to enjoy what I have. I love you more than you can imagine, more than just the outward man. There are places that you need to know about that are invisible, that are real, but they are, they are just high above the earth, as heaven is above the earth. And I want you to enjoy that. And I want you to experience that, that life to the full, till it overflows. Amen? So it, it's taking some time, but our minds are, you know, starting to ponder about it, think about it, you know. And um, I remember one, one um, preacher guy, that I met the other day, maybe a couple of months ago, and I tell you, he just got stuck there and said, Jesus didn't go to hell. How could Jesus go to hell? (laughs) And I had to just leave him there, because there's not much you're going to be able to say. And he quoted me the scripture that says that he is the spirit of life. How can the spirit of life go to hell? Well, glory to God, for us. All that he did was for us. It was not for himself. Hallelujah. So you can see, whatever it is, is because we were dead. We were not alive, in quotes. Even though we seem to have some kind of physical, fleshly life around us, that was not what he actually came for. The real truths started in the spirit realm, in the invisible realm. And they're going to affect, of course, the physical. 
and the natural. But they transcend all that and they go into the eternal realm, to the everlasting realm. Hallelujah. And so um, we cannot stand around and say, hey, I was cool before Jesus came. We were dead. We thought we were alive. We thought we were actually having a good time. But Jesus knew the truth. Thank God he came along and helped us. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. So sometimes you look like um, you're a crazy fellow, man. All this stuff you're doing is for what? To preach the message. All this running around is for what? To keep this Jesus? What? Just go teach, preach, that's it. That's all. You're crazy, man. This is all you live for? You don't do anything else? You just teach, teach, preach, preach, preach. Pray, pray, pray. That's it? You guys are nuts. Well, yes, if we seem like nuts, yeah, it's for this reason. That we were all dead. And that's why Jesus died for all. That whether we live or die, notice, verse 15, and he, that he died for all that day which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again so you cannot live for yourself anymore hallelujah you live for him which died and rose again so no one lives for himself no one dies for himself praise god how about that you didn't know that you had so restricted choices. <laughs> People thought they were free, just running around, doing whatever they wanted. <laughs> Jesus knew, if I tell this boy that you're dead and you cannot live for yourself, you cannot even die for yourself, you're going to die because of somebody else, because of your forefathers, like Adam. You're not your own man, you're not free. This guy would just freak out if he hears it. And that's what happened. I was like, what? Are you serious? This is real? Adam, Jesus, all this stuff? Man, help. All right. I'm going to serve him for the rest of my life. And so we may be like nuts. But if we seem like that, it's just because... One man, Jesus Christ, died for us. He was God in the flesh, paid the price, and so we were all dead. And that constrains us. That love now constrains us. Hallelujah. For the love of Christ constrains us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. One died for all, according to the mathematical equation, one died for the whole world, then the whole world was dead. So when he rose up, the whole world came alive. In Adam we die, in Christ we all live. That life, that living eternal life is what we're talking about. And we have to become more conscious of it. Otherwise it's possible to kind of drop down and live on a basic animal level, even though we have this life on the inside of us in our spirits. We can actually drop down to living just animal like everybody else and once in a while get knocked out of it and say, what am I doing? 
I'm supposed to be born again. I don't even know the meaning of that anymore. I'm supposed to be a new creature. Man, I feel like the old guy. I'm just there. What's this? Hallelujah. So I believe God wants to actually just give us a small shake and say, Hey, Bo, come back here. Listen, you remember? You got my life. I paid for you. You were dead. Now you're alive. Now you and I have the same life. Hey, we can hang out now. Now you and I can begin to talk. You and I can meet on an equal place. We can fellowship. We can eat from the same table. We can sit on the same throne. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe that life, that quality is what makes you transcend all this normal, natural stuff out there. What's making people shiver and tremble and quake in their boots and give up is all the natural stuff that's making everybody do all that stuff. But because of the reality on the inside of you, you transcend all that. You can see beyond all that. See, the invisible realm is more powerful than we thought. Much, much more powerful. That's where it all is. That's where the action is, actually. And uh, as we approach the time for Jesus soon coming, I'm telling you, it's going to be even more uh, challenging. And uh, people are going to have to turn away from the natural and look into the spirit realm. And there's a negative side to the spirit realm also. And there's, you know, the Antichrist and the devil and all of that stuff is going to be showing up with all kinds of stuff also. And people find out that they are trapped. And they're like, I'm forced. I, I don't know what to do now. And that's why we have to be strong and we have to, to live at a certain level that they can see the difference. They can look at us and say, but these guys are different. They seem to have another life. They seem to be coming from another place altogether. They are here, but we see a different light on them. They are not moved. They are not shaken. They are unperturbed. They are immovable. In fact, they are doing more for what they believe in. Praise God. And so uh, it's vital that we spend time pondering on these things, that it rises up to our thinking. And uh, we may look like nuts and we may act crazy and uh, people may not be able to understand why we do all these things, but it's because we were all dead. If one died, if Christ died for all, then all were dead. Then now that we are alive, we live for Him. It makes sense, right? I mean, the person who purchased us he has a right over us now. I mean, and we ought to just have that, that little common sense, you know, little blink there that says, hey, you know what? I owe him everything. Amen. In other words, the preciousness of this invisible, eternal life is equivalent to the love of God. How about that? See, it comes down to value systems and preciousness. That life is precious. That life equals the life of God, equals the love of God. Hallelujah. So you can see that it all boils down to this, this great nature of God, which is given to us, which is also called the love of God. And you cannot just separate the two. 
And the greatest is love, the Bible says. He belongs to the greatest. He's the, the one that has that life. And it's been given to us. But it's possible like that handkerchief that was wrapped up and buried, um, you know, with the talent in it. It's possible to bury it and hide it in there and never bring it out, even though you're a believer. And the difference is that the mind was not exposed to it. The thoughts were not brought to it. People never thought about it, talked about it, you know, etc. So we are going to raise it up. We're going to bring it up. We're going to ponder about it. That now I don't live for myself. I live for him who loved me and gave himself for me. My life in the flesh now is not for myself. It's unto him that loved me and gave himself for me. Notice that it's also the invisible faith life. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So these are the invisible things that Jesus actually paid for. He knew that man was a spirit. Man had no clue. Man thought he was just like an animal and maybe worse than an animal. There are people who say that men must marry men. I mean, even animals know that you can't do that. That's gone lower than animal level. <laughs> How strange. That's what natural and demonic stuff can get you to. We need light. We need understanding. We need revelation. We need a savior. We need someone to point us. We are so so depraved and so blind that we need someone to guide us and show us. You know? Hallelujah. Whew, it's amazing. Let's read something out of Acts 16. Acts chapter, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 8. Let's not go to 16. Acts chapter 8 and yeah. There Philip is preaching in Samaria and then he goes along and uh, he finishes all of that and then he has to meet this Ethiopian eunuch in the desert. Do you remember that? And uh, the Bible says that this man was uh, in charge of the treasure of Queen Candace, uh, the queen of the Ethiopians. And so God had sent Philip over there because one man was hungry and thirsty for God. This man was returning, verse 28 says, was returning and sitting in his chariot. He read Isaiah the prophet. This guy is so thirsty, so hungry, he's reading the Bible and he's reading it aloud. And because of one man who's in that place of reading, coming back from Jerusalem, he had probably spent a few weeks there from that place he was now on his way back returning from Jerusalem and he's still reading it imagine you're reading on the way in the bus or whatever everybody's looking at the movie and you're reading <laughs> and you're reading Isaiah and you're reading it aloud you know that kind of person God said I know you man I got you God is still the same. You know, He's moved by such things. And the Spirit of God arranged this supernatural meeting and took this man of God who was having success in meetings over there, sent him down this desert road to meet this guy who's reading Isaiah, you know, loud. And the Bible says he had 
you know, great position, and he was in charge of the treasury of that nation under Queen Candace. I mean, he had everything. But the man had another thing on the inside also, a desire to know, and God moves by that. Wherever there's hunger and thirst, God moves there. The Holy Ghost moves that way. And today I believe you're hungry and you're thirsty for God. You want more. You want more revelation and understanding. You want the life of God to rise up. You want to be able to do the will of God, what you were created for. Right? And then, sadly, you know, all that you do today has to be through some media. You may not be able to go here and there, so maybe you have to record some things on your phone and just send it to all your friends. And maybe you're not so friends, too. Hallelujah. So this is where the whole world is now in the media, so you just have to find some kind of media way of doing it. Hallelujah. I'm trying to do what I believe God wants me to do. And I believe you are also trying to do what God tells you to do. Amen? And this man is hungry and thirsty. And verse 30 says, Philip ran thither. The Spirit of God told him, go join that man. And he ran, you know. He was ready to go with God, man. You've never met this person. All you hear is, you know, the Spirit of God. And he said, run, go, go, go there. And he ran. And he heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understand thou what thou readest? Do you understand what you're reading? I like his answer. And he said, How can I accept some man should guide me? That's what it's all about. It's about guiding people into the truth. Guiding them into the way the Bible should be read. Guiding them into the way that you can f find out the things of God for your life. It's basically about guiding. It's not about dominating people. Not to have dominion over people's faith, but to guide them. You know, the free will is there. The choice is there. But it, there must be guidance to all of that. We're not going to lock anybody down. And, you have to do this. You have to do that. No. Just guide them. Free will is there. You have to be guided. That's enough. You, what you do with the guidance, that's, that's it. See that? So we are, you know, learning by the Spirit of God. This is the Spirit of God guiding us. Jesus said, I will send you another comforter. He will guide you into all the truth. He will guide you. So the Holy Ghost has been sent to guide us into all the truth. You know, that's why you could be reading the Bible and just just haven't got a clue, man. Just going around in circles. Just like this man reading Isaiah. How can I accept some man should guide me? So he has put men on the earth who are listening to the Holy Spirit who can guide you. You can't say, ah, I have a Bible. I can read by myself. I can go and study by myself. Right, go for it. But God knows those who are thirsty, who have that attitude, who are saying, guide me. Are you seeing that? Yeah, and that's where the Holy Ghost usually sends people to. So if, if you have Jesus as your Lord, you should also have Him as your Lord all the time and say, I don't know, please guide me. Amen. 
And the spirit of truth, who you have, will also be able to bear witness with the truth. And you can tell whether something is right or not right. Amen? And even if you make a mistake, God will help you to stand up and go forward again. Hallelujah. Guide me. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the Bible says there's a place where in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, like a lamb dumb before his sharers, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or some other man? For us today, we know it's so simple, man. That's Jesus. But do you remember the time when you would have read it and said, Duh! I don't know what this means. So, you know, there's, there's a blindness. There's something around the thinking that you just cannot penetrate until Jesus takes the veil off. Praise God. And so, that veil has to be removed. It has to be removed by the Holy Ghost. It has to be removed by Jesus. It has to be removed by the guidance of these people who He has set in place to help us. Amen. So we're going to be spending time trying to be that guide to as many people who need guidance. And to those who don't need guidance, hallelujah. All the best. But I believe all of us need guidance at various levels. And God will help us. Amen. It's based on thirst and desire. If you're so thirsty for guidance and thirsty to be led, I'm telling you, God will work it out no matter how. Praise God. I believe that God knew who was thirsty and hungry in in India and He just said, I'm going to send to you. Don't worry, I'm, I'm coming. I'm bringing some guidance to you. That's how He works. And He'll just uproot you from your wherever you were and bring you there. Isn't that interesting? So we are here to be part of that plan. It's He is the Lord. We are not the Lord. He's the Lord. And He sets up these things by His Spirit. And those who yield and obey, they find themselves fulfilling destiny. What a story this man, actually after this you will notice, um, this guy, I believe, this is my personal belief, I was born in Ethiopia, so I'm, I was curious about Ethiopia quite a bit. And I used to be a dopehead and... You know, Bob Marley and all of that stuff. And Rastafari, Manja, Rastafari, you know, and all that stuff. And um, <laughs> and they actually believed that um, King Solomon and Sheba had children and all of that stuff. And therefore, all that. Ethiopia is like, you know, pretty strange place. But they were not really colonized by the Muslims and so on in Africa. Isn't that interesting? And it looks like at least 500 years they were Christians. This man, I believe, brought that along into that nation. This man of great authority, you see. So, um, praise God. One man who was thirsty, who was humble, one man who was just there saying, Lord, I'm reading Isaiah, what does this mean? <laughs> 
and heaven moves in that direction. You see, it's the word, the word of this life. This reality that you find in that book is what heaven moves with. Heaven sets up all the schedules based on that. So, you know, the more we can tune in and think upon this invisible realities of the spirit man and the spirit realm and the life of God and the great love of God, that's what moved Jesus to come to the earth. And that same love is on the inside of us. God saw this man on the way back from Jerusalem and said, Shoo, I feel for this man. This man needs to know. Hallelujah. And he's seeing nations through one person. He looks at you and he's seeing nations. He's seeing so many people that are going to be affected. And we need to be able to, to see that God's plan is always best. His ways are always better. Hallelujah. So, you know, you could be going the opposite direction, blinded, but thank God guidance comes by the Holy Ghost and helps us to be back on our feet, walking in the right direction. Amen? Glory to God. All right. So, let's go down the road again and consider Romans chapter 5. Notice there, let's read verse 5 itself. It says, Hope make it not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The God kind of life, the eternal life, is the love of God is the same thing. It's poured into our spirit. God's nature is love. 1 John 4 tells us in verse 7 and 8 that God is love. Hallelujah. And so it's invisible. It's, it's the power of God. But that's what moved God to do what He did. Give His only Son. And the Son responded from that same attitude and yielded. Because that's what moves heaven. Praise God. And so the lo same love is poured into our hearts. Eternal life is poured into our hearts. All this is given to us. And it, it's awesome. Praise God. And therefore, um, it's invisible, but it's in our own spirit, man. It's poured out there. The same love, not some other love. Hallelujah. Invisible spirit realm possibilities. They come from that place. Can you see that? Amen. Then there's the outer man with all of his stuff. And you know that's going to be opposite to the spirit man. And he's just the senses, whatever he sees, whatever he feels, that's what moves the man on the outside. It's all about touch, taste, feel, emotion, you know, all of that stuff. And then the man on the inside is God's love, laying down your life, giving all, shedding your blood. <laughs> What an interesting stuff, you know, between the inside and the outside. Wow, that's quite a battle, isn't it? The man on the inside is like, I just want to love you and lay my life and give everything and do it all just because of Jesus. And the man on the outside is, you know what? Hey, that looks good. That's a nice car. Yes. 
I think I'll go for that. <laughs> the man on the inside is, but um, uh, I thought, uh, uh, and he gets silenced. And the man on the outside just says, oh no, we're going to do this. Then there's this thought that says, I think I should pray about this. I should fast about it. Hey, who has time for all that? Come on, let's go do this. So there's this stuff going on constantly. And so we try to make sure we are at least fasting uh, once a month. That we can kind of calm down and pull the man on the outside to submission to the man on the inside. Hallelujah. And so um, all of that stuff, it works out eventually. It's a struggle, it's a fight. The Bible says that, that there's a fight so you cannot do what you want to do. There's a constant negative in the direction of the flesh so that you cannot do what you want to. You want to do it. I want to. So, man, you don't know how much I want to do this. But the man on the outside says, I'm not going to let you do that. I'm sure not going to let you do that. You're not going to do it. Oh, man. So, you know, out of these three parties, the, the life of God in the spirit, the man on the outside, then this middle person called the mind, who he's the one that weighs the balance, and that's what makes the difference. So the mind has to be somehow drawn into the spirit thinking. And then the whole equation just turns, and the man on the inside, the spirit man, the love of God, rules. Hallelujah. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So, you know, if, if we don't give that opportunity to hear and listen and think and pray about spiritual, word-based stuff, man, we may not do what we want to do. We may never do what we want to do from the Spirit, what we were created to do from the Spirit, because there's a battle going on. Hallelujah. Go with me for a minute to Galatians. Galatians, the fifth chapter. Look at verse 16. He says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So there's a possibility to walk in the Spirit. You can actually live from there and walk from there. Verse 17, For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things you would. You just cannot. All that I see, all that I hear, that's all I want. Amen? And then there's this invisible stuff. You don't see it. You may feel it now and then, but basically it's in the realm of the invisible, high, right there from heaven itself, the throne of God, our Father's own life on the inside, and His great love nature bubbling up inside there with desires. It has its own desires. Hallelujah. And His desires are basically laying down one's life for the other, giving to the other. Offering up as a sacrifice. That is how he lives. That's the life. 
it comes out in these kind of demonstrations. Giving, loving, laying down his life, doing things as unto Jesus, as unto the Lord. Wow. You know, that's quite a, quite a little trappy thing there. I mean, you, you have this in a cage situation. Praise God. Verse 18, But if you be led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Look at that nice little list. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance. Man, it goes on and there's no actual end, he says, and such like. So there you go. All of us have these senses and these five senses, they produce results also out of all of their feelings and their emotions, unrestrained, they just develop and develop and develop and end up in this cesspool of murky stuff that you don't even want to read sometimes. And it's all there. Praise God. So naturally you can tell that it's better to go with the invisible, hidden man, the realities of the throne life, our Father, the love of God, Amen. Hallelujah. And the love of God has its own also. Verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. Wow, it's such a nice... Ah, doesn't it even feel good just saying them? Ah, did you notice that when you read them and you say them, peace joy, meekness. It's different already. See, the words that you speak, these words are God's own words. As you read them and say them, it immediately starts to produce. You know, it, it may not look immediately visible on the outside, but the man on the inside is picking them. Like that. He just picks them. He's like, yes, that's me. That's me. That's my nature. That's me. Hallelujah. So it's like, it can be like he's starving, waiting for that, like food. Can you give me some of that? Can you make me think on that? Can I just have some exposure to that? Can we go on thinking about that? Can we just keep our thoughts there? Please, 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 please. This is what's going on. Hallelujah. So the love of God is the nature of our Father, and it produces all these wonderful products here. And it's just wonderful, isn't it? Praise the Lord Jesus. You could also call it the wisdom of God, because there's wisdom that comes from above. You know, it's not from here. There's another that's from here, and uh, you'll have to be able to decide. Notice we can choose. We are always open. We are the guys down here and we have all this choice. But the wisdom of God, which comes from above, the Bible says in James 3, is, I believe it's verse 16 and 17 onwards, it says, it's first of all pure, peaceable, gentle. Notice how it's just, first of all, pure. All the motives in it are pure. Why did you do that? Not necessarily thinking of your advantage all the time. Because it was pure. It was the right thing to do. 
It was pure. As far as God was concerned, it was pure. So I did it. Amen. It's first of all pure, peaceful, gentle. Hmm. Notice that. Wow. And it goes down that way. Easy to be entreated. Easy to get along with. Easy to live with. Full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Amen. And if you remember, we had spent a lot of time talking about this, and I believe we, we can never stop over in, in Proverbs also, chapter 3, I think it was verse 16, he said that if you walked in the fear of God slash the wisdom of God, you would have length of days, riches, and honor. You know, I noticed some people were dying just young. They seemed to have everything, but they were just dying young. God said, if you had the wisdom of God, or if you are acting in the way God would act, if you are demonstrating what the life of God demonstrates, it would produce all the three results. Length of days, riches, and honor. We need all three. Hallelujah. And when do we need all three? Especially now. Much more than before. Don't you think so? It'd be nice to be able to act the right way now. Especially because it's coming. I would like to, to stay till it comes, if it's okay. You know, live the full number. Enjoy satisfaction, fulfillment. Do the will of God. Eat that will of God. That secret thing that people cannot see. Doing the will of the Father. Amen. You may seem like a nut, crazy fellow doing all this strange stuff. But it's because Jesus is our Lord. Because we were dead and now we're alive. Hallelujah. Now the life of God rules in us. And now you fellowship with that life. And now you're not just thinking about me, 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 me. You're thinking about him, 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 him. And you're thinking about your brother. You're thinking about how to lay down yourself for the brethren. Otherwise... And we can just go fold up on the couch, drink some lemonade or something, and die. Big deal. But that's not it. Anyway, the corona is coming. Anyway, that one is coming. Let's just drink something and pff, face it, man. Everybody's dying. You got to die. Everybody dies someday. No. <laughs> no, that's not the way to go. We should live. Be satisfied, have riches and honor. That's God's thinking. That is how God thinks. This is not God's thinking. What you see out there is not God. That's the devil and fallen man. And I thank God that there's an end to it all. See, one of these days he has to shut it up. He wants a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. He said, I'm not going to have any of that rubbish anymore. Hallelujah. Just like you and I are thinking right now, it's time to stop all of this. Let's have a new heaven and a new earth, right? Yeah. Wherein dwells righteousness. That's what we were created for. You know, you feel good. Ah, ah, yes, righteousness, finally. Righteousness. He became sin for us. That was a spiritual reality. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The same righteousness. See, 
Go with me, please, to First Corinthians. Praise God. I hope you're getting something along the way because it may look a little different, you know, going here and there, but I feel that we should just spend time on these thoughts, thinking about it, praying about it. First Corinthians chapter 1, observe verse 30. He says, But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Who of God is made unto us. We are made the righteousness of God in him, but he was made all these things for us. It was for us. God was thinking about us. How about that for love? God is not thinking about himself. <laughs> oh, he didn't have to think about himself. Praise God. He's almighty God. He was thinking about us. Someone in his own class of being to fellowship with, to approach him boldly, to sit with him from the same table, on the same throne, to talk with him, to share thoughts and, you know, ideas and fellowship with. I mean, we wonder, is that even possible? Yes, even though he's almighty God, he wants that. That is where his heart is. He said, for my own sake, I will cleanse them. For my own sake, I will purge their sins. For my own sake, I want to not remember their sins. I want them to enjoy me. I want to enjoy them. I love my family. I want to hang around my children. Hallelujah. He says he's the father from whom all fatherhood derives its title. He's the father. Our father. Jesus said, pray like this. Our father, which art in heaven. Our father. You know, he said, my father is your father. Amen. He said, I came to do it for my father and for you because you are my brother. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. Are you the righteousness of God? Yes. Then, actually, the same wisdom, the same righteousness, the same sanctification that Jesus has, has actually come and become yours also. I'm sanctified just as much as Jesus is sanctified. Amen. I have the same wisdom of God. By faith, I'm supposed to say, I have it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The same way, I'm supposed to say, I have the life of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the life of God is on the inside of me. The life that is running the universe is on the inside of me. The love that is propelling the universe, that gave everything, is on the inside of me. Hallelujah. And it seeks to give. And it seeks to, to treat the other person better. You know, treating them equally is fine. But imagine where it says, esteem the other person better. Hmm, very interesting, isn't it? Talk about loser. <laughs> Loser, L-O-O-S, yeah, loser. Doesn't it look like a loser thing? You won't go anywhere. You'll just give it all. Yeah, well, in that case, God is a loser. Some people think he's a loser. I mean, one lady said the other day, 
I could not help. It's just there in my head. She said, sometimes I think God is the most needy person I've ever met. In fact, I think God is so needy, He's more needy than me. Can you imagine someone talking like that? God is so needy, it seems. Yes, He is. He needs me. He needs you. He needs the world. Make the world a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. Come on, give me a break. Wake up. Jesus loves you. You can't sing your way out of this thing. You have to accept Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus has given. Jesus will give. Jesus will lay down everything. That's how He is. And that nature is on the inside of you and me. If you're a believer, you have eternal life. You have the life of God. You have the wisdom of God. And everything you do is calculated to bless somebody else. Can you feel the lights come on there? Everything you do is calculated to bless somebody else. Because you have a reservoir that never runs out. It never fades, never comes to an end. Never. As you keep giving it out and giving it out, it keeps coming. <laughs> That's God's nature, you see. So God is not broke, busted and disgusted. Hallelujah. God is full of it. God is an endless supply, everlasting, eternal life, flowing again and again and again. It just keeps flowing. Hallelujah. As you keep giving, it keeps coming. Because that's the way heaven ordained it. Man on the other side, flesh and senses, they're thinking about themselves. That's all. Every scare and tactic they're pulling out there is for themselves. They don't want you to go out because it's going to come to them. Eventually, if you get the honky nose and the whatever scoot flowing down your, your nose and all that stuff, it's going to get them. And they're like, please don't go out because I don't want to get it. <laughs> it's not because they love you. <laughs> because they love themselves. And that's not going to change. That's the nature of flesh. That's the nature of Satan. All he thought about was himself. I will be like the Most High. I, 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 I. But thank God we have the life of God on the inside of us. The love of God on the inside of us. And we need to think about it. And we need to saturate our thoughts with this kind of thinking. We need to keep our minds focused on things that are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God. See? This is the truth. This is the reality. Hallelujah. And um, as you think like this, as you ponder on these things, you find out you're enjoying another level of life. Amen. Hallelujah. So as we were saying, the senses and flesh and everything out there is about me, 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 and the eyes are never satisfied. The ears are never satisfied. The more you hear, the more you want to hear. I mean, those messages and bad news stories, they just keep coming. And you're like, 
Yes, tell me more, tell me more. Was it love at first sight? You know, things like that. It just never ends. And the eyes are never satisfied. You know, on the other hand is the great love of God, where you just want to give and lay down your life and prefer the other person above you and outdo the other person. You know, what else does it mean when you say prefer the other person? above yourself. That means put them in a place where they seem to be receiving more. You notice that? They seem to be receiving more than you. That means you want them to get drenched in the goodness of God, in the mercy of God, in the blessing of God. You are looking at them and saying, this is not about me, it's about them, it's about you. I want to make sure that you are blessed. And you know the Bible says that's growing up, that's maturity. And the others are carnal and babes. And that just means that they are more in their own senses. They are kept by their senses. And the senses produce nothing good. Hallelujah. So we'll have to constantly um, think back and meditate on the high life, on the greater heavenly life, the Father God, the eternal life on the inside of us, and say, ah, that's the life I have. That's the unending life. That's the flowing more than enough. Hallelujah. It's too much. It's, it's just rivers flowing out of me. Hallelujah. And I believe that we, we just need to start letting it go out of us and flow out of us, and it shall come back, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over this you can never outgive god i want you to put that to the test praise god go with me please if you don't mind to romans romans chapter 13 and observe there verse 8 he says oh no man anything but love but to love one another for he that loveth another has fulfilled the law you know there's coming great lawlessness on the earth the Bible says that there's someone called the man of lawlessness. You know, the believer is, is not a lawless person. There's just a higher law. You see, you're not a lawless person just doing whatever. Cloak of maliciousness, covered up, you know, liberty that you have. You are just doing whatever you want because you know that grace has paid for it so much. No, there's a higher law. There's a, something that is written in our hearts. You know, the Bible says there that I will write it in their hearts. Can you imagine God taking a pen and writing in a heart? Amen? The tongue of the ready writer. You write on the tables of the heart. So God has been actually using this kind of thinking for some time. And you need to be able to follow that thinking. And, and you have to be able to notice, it's written in my heart. I have... Something on the inside which is governing me. It's not on the outside, it's on the inside. And it's such a high place that I can actually break no other laws. <laughs> because it is higher than, and it transcends these normal laws that you find down here, or even any other law. This is God's own life, and it has been converted into laws. And so the laws go like this. It takes no account of any wrong suffered. 
Imagine a person that whatever you do to them, they just don't take any account. What happened? I don't know. But you mean you didn't know that I, I stole your money and I made a fool of you all these years? Hey, um, let me see. Maybe, but I don't seem to have any record of it. <laughs> it's unreal. Can you imagine that kind of thinking? Wow. That's the place that we've been called to. Takes no account of any wrong suffered. Hmm. Amazing. Believes the best of every person. That's a pretty hard one. But that's the love and that's the nature on the inside of me. You know, the other day, someone by chance put a, uh, an emoji which was kind of like, a, you know, half happy emoji after the message. And so someone else called attention to it um, from another country and, and said, hmm, there was a, you know, kind of frowny emoji after that message. And then my wife said, must have been a mistake. And I also said, must have been a mistake. And guess what happened? Some days later, that same person who had put up the emoji said it was a mistake. You know, it's always better to believe the best. <laughs> I'm telling you, it'll save you a lot of trouble. God has been thinking that for ages. And the most sane person, in quote, in the universe is God. And he's like, no account of wrong suffered. Really? Wow. Imagine, I have a debt. I have to pay this debt. I owe every man love. I'm saying it, but I think you also do. Owe no man anything but love. I have a debt to pay. I have to love people. I have to pay that debt. In other words, I shouldn't owe them anything else. I should give them the money, I should give them property, I should give them anything. Anything that they ought to have, I should be able to give it to them. Amen? Imagine thinking like that. You're just walking around thinking, today I'm not going to owe anybody anything. In fact, I'm just going to make sure I bless them and I'm looking for their good and I want them to increase and I want them to go forward in life. I'm going to guide them in the way that they should go. I'm just going to make sure that whatever is aimed against them, instead of it coming on them, I will, I will endure it. Suffers wrong. Takes all the wrong that was aimed at somebody else upon itself. It's not easy, I tell you. Sometimes if you want to cover up things that someone has done, it's pretty hard. People will wrench it out of you, unveil it. But love covers a multitude of sins. Love is always looking for a chance to cover up. Hallelujah. It feels embarrassed for people. God doesn't want you to be embarrassed, you know. He doesn't want us to be put to shame. He said, my people will never be put to shame. It's very personal for him. So he feels like that. And, and love feels like that. Love doesn't feel good when somebody else is embarrassed or put to shame. Praise God. So we, we must be thinking about how to not embarrass people and how to take things for them, you know, hold their back and say, I'm there for you, man. Praise God. These are very high, it looks like, but you already have the life of God inside you. You have... 
the life that rules the universe, that is propelling everything on the inside of you right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so you're just looking for a way to be a blessing to people. You're looking to be a channel to lift them up, help them on, guide them, and protect them from whatever is out there. Because you have the life of God on the inside of you. You actually have God living inside you. You have God's own life inside you. And that is a wise thing to do. That's the wisdom of God. See, so love is the wisdom of God. Love actions are the wisdom of God. Praise God. So it looks like you are losing, but it's the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God, the wisest person in the universe, is always going to profit you. You're going to live long. You're going to see good days. It's going to be well with you. You will have riches. You will have honor. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about yourself there. Praise God. Hmm. Think about that for a minute. I'll come back here. But imagine someone like this. And he's got all of these resources and this great life. And he's the almighty God. And he has created man. Man has forgotten everything and just living anyhow. And he looks at man and says, You have no idea how much I love you and how much I want you to enjoy what I am enjoying. Amen. And he says, All right, I'm going to stretch out down there and pick somebody and make a covenant with him so that through him I can get everybody. And then they come to this place in Genesis 15 where it comes down to blood because blood, according to Leviticus 17.11, in the blood is the life. So it's about life. You see, God is about life. How life can be communicated to someone. How he can bring his life to humanity. So he said, what we're going to do is we're going to make a blood sacrifice We're going to kill these animals and then you're going to walk through them. And by that, I can put my life into you. I can give you all that my life is. Glory to God. That's how he's thinking. Okay. And those who walked in that understanding, they had a different life. It's pretty amazing. We're going to read a few verses. Um, There were some verses that people who understood it, that they just took it and they got the results, and they saw the benefits. Let's read some of that. Let's go to Second Samuel. Very interesting scriptures. Second Samuel 23, I believe. Yeah, it talks about the names of the mighty men of David. These guys were originally a bunch of no-good fellows, just dull heads, losers, bombs. It talks about them coming to the cave of Adullam and meeting him there and all that stuff. And, and then they came to understand the covenant that God had made with man and through David's intervention. And these guys became so mighty. The Bible declares that these men were so amazing that they had the power. One guy could kill 300 people. <laughs> Can you imagine one guy with a spear could kill 300 people. I think it's somewhere around verse 18. Let me go there. Yeah. 
Yeah, verse 18. These be the names of the mighty men whom David had, the Tachmonite that sat in the seat, the chief among the captains, so on and so forth. As you keep going, verse, eight, uh, verse 16 says, The three mighty men break through the hosts of the Philistines, drew water out of the well. You know, David had said, I'm so thirsty for the water of Bethlehem. You know, sometimes if you've tasted good water, hometown water, there's, there's a well in my hometown, my mother's family, that, man, that's the best water I've ever tried. And it's on a rock. And I used to just go there as a kid and just dump whole buckets of water on myself. So one time David remembered the water in Jerusalem. He said, I want some water from Jerusalem. In the heat of all the battle. And then these guys decided they're going to go get it from Jerusalem. And they risked their life and brought the water. And David took the water and said, no, man, this is the same as shedding their blood. No, I can't do that. And he pours that water. So all that story is in there. And then as you keep reading, he says there, um, verse 22. Yeah. Done many acts, slew. Yeah, verse 21. He slew an Egyptian, a goodly man. Uh, had a spear, spear in his hand. He went down to him, plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, slew. Verse 22, these things did Beniah. You know, all their names are there. The mighty men among the three. He was more honorable than the 30. He attained not to the first three. So he had some three guys who were really special. Shama, the Hadadite, and all of that. As you keep reading there, there's a story of where one guy kills 300 people and after that there's another story of a guy who slows verse 20 says Beniah the son of Jehodea son of the valiant man who had done many acts slew two lion like men of Moab slew a lion in the midst of them you know interesting if you read there you will notice yeah there it is verse 18 Abishai the brother of Joab son of Zerah was chief among the three he lifted up his spear against 300 men and slew them. I mean, one guy killed 300 people. Just one. You know, these people understood that what happened was God said, everything, all my forces, all my strength I'm giving to you, my life I'm giving to you. In other words, they could just say, guess what, God's going to fight for me. And they could not be defeated. And one guy could kill 300 people and they just could not be defeated and then the Bible declares about how one can chase a thousand those things were true one person could finish a thousand people so if they understood it it became sort of like Asterix and that you know Gaulish village you know it's something like how many of you have read Asterix and all that yeah those guys were indomitable you could not rule those people. They would beat everybody flat. And the whole reason was they had a magic potion. Remember that potion from their druid? Yeah, when they drank that, finish. See, that's how the blood of this covenant worked. They were untouchable. Nobody could finish these people off. Nobody could defeat them. They were undefeatable. As long as they were in the covenant mercies, I tell you, man... That little village of Israel, nobody could mess with them. But the minute they were out of the covenant, they messed with it. They were taken as slaves and carted off to nations. What does that mean? God understood 
the meaning of this covenant. All that God has becomes yours. Just like he said, oh no man, he owes no man. That's what he's saying. I love you, I will not owe you anything. I will make sure all that I have is yours. All the forces of heaven that are mine are now yours. All the supply of heaven, all my blessing, all that I am, all my nature, all my rightness, all my wisdom, all my attributes, they are yours. Everything the Almighty has is yours. He said, now, be like me because you have that nature. You go and be that to others. Go and pour it out on others. Wow. Hallelujah. Let's read something in Leviticus also. Leviticus 26. So this mentality of a loser, that's from the sense department and fallen mankind's thinking because they don't understand this. They never knew that God was planning to give them everything and back them up and be their supply and their shield and their defense and their finance and their supply. You know, God was going to fight for them. Remember, they would say, their God fights for them. What is this? How can you stand against them? Their God fights for them. Praise God. You know, so don't be moved. Get back to the former thinking to the highest thinking. To repent means to go back to the highest form of thinking. Return to God's kind of thinking. God's thinking is, all that I have has been moved into your account. You are now blessed with every blessing that I have. Now go put this into operation. You may look like you lost your mind. You may do some ridiculous things. But like Paul said, if anybody asks you, why are you doing these things? Say, if I seem beside myself, it's for Jesus because we were all dead and now I'm alive because of Him and I owe it to Him and I'm doing it for Him. Praise God. Anybody ask you, just tell them that. That's what he said. In Leviticus 26, he says, You shall make uh, no idols, no graven image, neither shall you rear up a standing image. You know, all of those things. He, he said, I don't want any idols. I am the Lord your God. Keep my Sabbaths, walk in my statutes, verse 3. I will give you rain in season. You shall, and your land shall yield an increase. The trees of the field shall yield. Your threshing floor shall reach unto the vintage. It shall reach into the sowing time. You shall eat your bread to the full. Dwell in your land safely. I mean, just going on. I will give you peace in the land. You shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. I will rid evil beasts out of the land. Neither shall the sword go through your land. You shall chase your enemies. They shall fall before you by the sword. Five of you shall chase a hundred. A hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. It just keeps going on like that. I will have respect unto you, make you fruitful, multiply you, establish my covenant with you. You shall eat the old store, bring forth the old because of the new. He says, you'll have so much, you may have to bring out stuff because there's no space. I will set my tabernacle among you and uh, my soul shall not abhor you. I will walk among you. You will be... Uh, you will be, I will be your God and you will be my people. It just goes like that. I am the Lord your God which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt. 
that you should not be their bondmen. I have broken the bands of the yoke. He said, I'm the one who brought you out. I did not want you to be a slave there. You know, he goes on there. But if you despise my statutes, verse 15 says, then boom, 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 everything goes negative. What Jesus did and what God did through Abraham was whatever was the failure and the fault, Jesus bore it for us. So guess what's left? Woo-wee! Only the good stuff. Isn't that just good news, my brother, my sister? Wow. Not that we are lawless. Not that we have no clue what's going on and we just act all weird and stuff. No, we have a higher law. We are like our daddy. We don't do stuff like that. I mean, man, we have a class. We have a class of being, a class of life. We will not be caught beneath that standard. I mean, we are supposed to be honorable God kind of people. Hallelujah. I mean, so the idea is that the earth gets exposed to a new class of people. And they say, this guy was just a fisherman. I know that guy. But look at the way he lives and behaves. Wow. The wisdom that flows out of this guy is amazing. The way he talks, the way he lives, something has happened to his spirit. There's something else inside him. This is just not the ordinary fisherman. Are you getting this? Ooh, glory to God. So there's a chance now for the earth to see the effect of the life of God imparted to a man's spirit. And we are that chance. They can see what? What is the result, like a laboratory experiment? What is the result of pouring the life of God into a man's spirit? Let's see what happens. And you are that person. And we're the ones who are going to show them this is the result. In the name of Jesus, the life of God flows. In the name of Jesus, sickness has to disappear. In the name of Jesus, the curse is broken. In the name of Jesus, you will drink deadly stuff. It will not harm you. He said, those who believe in the name, they know, they should know they have eternal life. And they continue to believe in the name. It's the life, the name, all going together. (coughs) Hallelujah. You remember there, um, in Acts, he says, um, in chapter 9, over there, after he runs into... Uh, Saul in the road to Damascus and then Ananias has to come lay hands on him and then he says some things about him I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name he said don't worry he's a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name you know that word bear my name means to hold the name like a flag amen you know we are the new army that's bearing the name of Jesus Paul has gone back. He's done his own job and gone. Now it's us. Guess who has the flag now? You have it. I have it. We bear the name. We go with that name. We go in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. With the life of God. With the glory of God. Are you seeing this? We are the only living representatives of that life on the earth. And we have to show it. Because the earth has no other, I'm telling you, no other version of it. They just don't know. They have no clue. They just have senses. They, they use their senses. They use their you know, fleshly works to try and produce something. 
But thank God, we have the real deal. You have the life of God. You have the name of Jesus. You have the love of God. You have the nature of the wisdom of God. You have all those attributes of that life. And the world has to see it. And believers have to see it. Amen? And God said, no, you don't have to worry. I'm telling you, I fight for my people. You just say with your mouth, a thousand will flee. Ten thousand at your right hand. Because you know my name, I will deliver you. I will put you on high. He's been talking like this. We just need to keep our thoughts in that place. You know, we need to keep bombarding ourselves with these thoughts. And that's where we are coming from. It's not some kind of law-keeping thing. That It's just that we are so high that we cannot live less than that. You cannot demean yourself and come down to some low life cheap standard of living praise god you're not a miser you're a giver you're not a penny pinching holding back kind of guy you're a generous overflowing person are you getting this i mean that's who you are that's your family that's that is what you have been given it has been put into you hallelujah so you know praise god each one has to figure this thing out and then choose. You may seem like a nut even to yourself. Notice 1 Corinthians 2 says in verse 14, The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit because they are foolishness to him. It looks like you're making him fool of yourself. You're just an idiot. What? How can you do this, man? Are you crazy? Your own mind will tell you that. But then you have to listen in to the great life of God on the inside of you. Ha, ha, ha. The love of God on the inside you. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. And that life says, Oh, no man, anything but love. In other words, I always have to love them. I always have to do something to bring God's resources to them. I have it with me. I have that flow with me. I have to let them see it. I have to let it flow through me. Amen? Oh yeah, glory to God. It's wonderful. Isn't it wonderful? I believe that we are enjoying ourselves here. Amen. Let's go to uh, some more of these thoughts. Let's go to John and chapter 15. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Notice that. In other words, from that flow of God, these are the things that come out. Amen. Love, joy. And it's based on heaven, not earth. It's spirit realm stuff. It's invisible qualities, invisible life. So it's not based on senses. It's not based on, if you do this to me, then I will do this to you. No. Faith is... Invisible stuff is real. I believe God. God said it, that's it. We'll have to step out there, you know. It's not the way the world looks at it or fallen man looks at it. Amen. Look at John 15. He says in verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. This is before the resurrection. He's already talking like this. He says, I'm telling you, this is what I've been planning for you. Right now, 
You guys have no clue about what I'm talking about, but I'm going to give you a time where you get filled with me, you get born again, where you're enjoying life of God so much that your joy will be full. He said, you're not going to see me for a little time. Afterwards, you're going to see me, and I'm telling you, your joy is going to be full. Amen? Let's look at that kind of verse. Let's go to John 16. Notice the term, joy full. Hallelujah. Let's look at John 16, verse 22. And you know, therefore, sorry, and you now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. So he's saying, I'm leaving, but I'll catch you later. And when I catch you later, it's going to be the new birth deal. You'll have a joy that no man can take from you. Hallelujah. And you know, 23, in that day you shall ask nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever thing, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So he was talking about a day when he would have risen and the name would have been given. See, they all go together. It's after the new birth that they were able to go into that place of full joy. And thank God we have the great life of God. We are born again. And, and you can have full joy irrespective of what's going on out there. You can laugh at famine and pestilence. I mean, it's all famine, pestilence, and you go, ha, ha, ha. I don't see all of that. I see the earth receiving right now in Jesus' name. It would radiate out of the disciples that even the shadow of Peter would heal the sick. How do you like that? They were so full of it, it just flowed out. They would say, just put these guys on the road. When they walk, they'll get it. Can you imagine that? They, these guys were so used to it and were flowing in it that it was just coming out of them. In the name of Jesus, they will go places and... The Bible says in the book of Acts, all of them got healed. Everybody got healed. It's amazing, isn't it? I'm telling you, my brother, my sister, it's our turn. It's us. We're the only ones around here now. This is our turn. This is our time. We need to fill our thinking with thoughts like this. We need to keep our thoughts up there. They need to see a difference. When they look at our faces, they should say, hmm, where are these guys from? These guys don't look like the rest. Hallelujah. That your joy might be full. He said, I wrote these things so that you can have this thing called full joy. Amen. I'm so glad. Aren't you glad? Go with me to John 17 also. And I read there. In verse 11, And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept. None of them is lost, save the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. 13, and now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hates them. Doesn't matter. But the word 
has the glory of God to keep us full of joy. Amen. And you're kept in that name. Notice, he, and you remember, this is where that famous line of verse 15, famous to me, you know, I didn't pray that you should take them away, Lord. Don't take them out of the world. You know, he could have taken us out a long time ago. Just got saved and he would have said, I have a new gospel for you. One week after you're saved, you go to heaven. <laughs> but there's no such gospel. It is, let them remain here until I come. That means you're going to be here. It doesn't matter what it looks like. If you take the covenant mercies, if you let this life flow through you, you will have length of days, riches, honor, and then we'll go home together. Amen? See, so, ah, the possibilities are amazing. Jesus knows what he's talking about. He knows this day better than we know this day. You know, we wake up in the morning and we hear some news or the other, and, you know, thank God we're not so bothered. There was a time maybe we would have been, oh, what did they say? What's the news? We're not even bothered what the news is. Have you noticed that? The guy said, sir, your newspaper has come. It's at the gate. I said, hmm, I see. Don't you read newspapers? I said, I don't. He said, can I cancel it? I said, please go ahead. What about the one that's there? I said, give me. I can use it for my cats. <laughs> you see, you don't need the newspaper. It comes to you on your phone, man. Of course, I, I went through that newspaper. Guess what? They planned to put some news there which the phones did not have. Tricky guys, you know, so that people would buy their papers. But there was nothing special. It's bad news. There's nothing good out there. The only person who has good news is you and Jesus. Amen? And Jesus said, I'm not praying that you should take them out of the world. Keep them from evil. Don't you think you'll be kept from evil? Hallelujah. God is backing those prayers, man. Hallelujah. He's going to keep His word. He said, I have kept them through thy name. Now I'm coming to you. Keep them in the name. The same name is going to keep us. Hallelujah. It's amazing. Verse 16, They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Notice the quality of your life is Jesus' life. Jesus and you. You just merged in. Even as I am. That's how we are. But the mind has to focus. You know, you can't go by your senses. You can't go by the news out there. You can't go by your feelings out there. So fasting and prayer times or any such times at home, I believe you should just fill yourself with these thoughts and let them see the result of the life of God being poured into a, a born-again spirit. What happens when a born-again spirit is filled with the life of God. And they're going to see a man that walked on the earth like Jesus. They say, he's like Jesus. Peter was like Jesus. Paul was like Jesus. They said, we've got to do something about These guys are just like Jesus. Pharisees, Sadducees and all, they could not stop. They thought, once Jesus is over, that's it. Next guy, next guy. This thing just kept getting worse. And now, here we are. It's our turn. 
Praise God. We're going to lift up that name. We're going to lift up that flag. We're going to stand in the life of God. We're going to stand in the love of God, in the wisdom of God. We're going to release these realities. They are real. Jesus paid really for them. Jesus suffered. Spirit realm suffering. You know, thank God for the physical, you know, cross and all. But the spirit realm where he went in there and endured, you know. We need to worship him for that. We need to thank him for from our spirit. True worship must rise up and say, from my spirit, I want to thank you in the spirit for what you did in the spirit. And words are not enough. But, but to engage the natural man also is good to, to bring the natural thinking there and, and say, Lord, I have I've actually stepped out to thank you for what you did in the spirit. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, Jesus will say, wow, you come to that place. Now you started seeing that I went there and I endured some hell for you. Praise God. Guess what will happen? He'll be excited. Because, you know, you're delving into the secret things. You're going into places where glory was ordained for you. You know, after that, the Bible says the Spirit of God was poured out. Jesus was brought. And I believe he was anointed to be the one on the holy hill. To be the great high priest. You see, the Spirit left him briefly. And then the Spirit was sent and he was anointed afresh to be your great high priest. Imagine somebody dies for you, goes to hell for you, pays the price for you, comes out for you, and doesn't stop there. He's praying for you right now. What kind of love is this? This is not normal. This is not human stuff. Humans are like, ah, finally that's over. He's like, no, as long as you are alive, I'm praying for you. I'll make sure that you are delivered to the uttermost. In this life and in the life to come, the grace and the mercy of God revealed to us is going to be still manifesting. There's plenty, I'm telling you, in that realm. Ages to come. Ages to come. My God. The more you think about it, the more you want to do something that is befitting of God, isn't it? Hallelujah. You just want to do, ah, let me do this. Let me do this and say, like Paul said, that he wanted to boast. So he took the gospel without charge and he endured all kinds of stuff. Amen. You want to do something that, that you can say, ah, I did this for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amazing. Let's go to uh, the book of uh, Proverbs. God is a good God. He's a good God. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Proverbs 15, look at verse 13. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. The spirit is broken. You know, I believe that here it's talking about emotional things and stuff like that. But back then this was the only way they could say it I believe your spirit doesn't get broken but I believe that your emotions are so powerful that you can hinder the fulfillment of what God has for you just by being sick of the delay 
See, because, because there's delay, your heart gets sick. And when your heart gets sick, you cannot receive. So the spirit of man sustains him, the Bible says, I think, Proverbs 18, 14. So the, the invisible part of you is supposed to sustain you, sustain the physical part. The, the most powerful things are from the invisible realm. All things were created out of the invisible. And on the inside of you is this power, God himself, God's own life. And now, if you take that into consideration, you can just be joyful in spite of what's going on around you. And you can have a different countenance. You can just, you know, sometimes you preach about these things and people are like, oh, I'll see, maybe next week, preach again. Maybe I'll be convinced. But when you go to this level, it's not about being convinced. It's about God lives inside you. The life of God is inside you. Why are you so sad? It has to show. Amen? I believe it. The more we believe it, the more that life has to manifest. It will make a happy, cheerful countenance. It doesn't uh, matter what's going outside because it's not based on senses. It's not based on circumstances. It's based on what's inside. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It's God's joy. It's His life. It's His nature. So it makes a, a cheerful countenance. Amen? Hallelujah. Look at the 17th also. Um, uh, Proverbs 17. Let's go there and observe. Verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. A broken spirit dries the bones. So the emotions, I believe, are the factor for us. And if we keep thinking, what life is on the inside of me, it's quickening my bones, it's quickening my marrow. In Jesus' name, it's quickening my kidneys, it's quickening my heart, it's quickening my blood cells, my brain, my nerves. It's quickening my bones. That's supposed to now start the work on the inside, and the hinges of the door, so to speak, like the mind is the hinge, and the flow can take place from your spirit onto your natural man or your body. Praise God. And you can just get excited instead of being all dried up in the bones. I'm not planning to have dried up bones. Ha, ha, ha. So no bony, dried up setups here. We're going to stay moist because we're thinking upon these realities. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, as we are coming closer to our targets, let's think about this. Let's go off to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Start in 12. And notice how it says, Verse 31, but covet earnestly the best gifts. And then he goes, yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Notice that he says there's a more excellent way. Praise God. Thank God for the more excellent way. He says, though I speak with tongues, verse 13, of men and of angels, have no love, I have become sounding brass, tinkling symbol gift of prophecy understand all mysteries all knowledge 
Though I have faith, I could move mountains, have no love, I am nothing. Bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. Imagine giving everything you have and getting nothing. You know that's possible. So it's not about what you are giving, but how you're giving. Praise God, huh? In the book of Acts, in chapter 8, same chapter 8, there's the story of this chap there by the name of Elymas the sorcerer, if you remember. And over there he says he wanted, after he got saved, right? And um, he used to be a man who used sorcery to bewitch the people and they thought he was some great guy and so on and so forth. And after he got saved, he noticed the miracles and the speaking in tongues, the gift of the Holy Ghost, and he followed them around. And eventually the Bible says he came up to Peter and even offered money and said, give me this power that on whoever I lay my hands, they also would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Remember? And so on. And uh, as time passed, the Bible says there that Peter said, man, you have no law to part in this matter. Remember that? Then he said, your heart is not right within you. He said, I want you to repent of this, thy thought. Did you notice that? He said, you have a certain way of thinking. You need to repent of that. Let's see if we can find that in Acts 8. It should be early, early in, in the verses. Yeah. Verse 23, For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness, in the bond of iniquity. And verse 22, Repent therefore of this thy wickedness, and pray if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. So notice here, this is a believer. Okay, this guy is already a believer. And Peter says, Pray that the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Sometimes when you say, pray, even if, if you have the wrong thoughts, people think you're acting all weird. You, know? We're so, you don't have to be so intricate about all this. But I believe God judges the thought realm more than the external. You know, the thoughts are important. The way you think is important. He, he said, that, these six things do I hate. Then he goes seven. He says about imaginations that are wicked. A brother that is going around, you know, spreading discord. People who are in the mind realm. So everything starts in the mind realm, isn't it? So when you are walking in love, you, you, you do it because you believe in the name of Jesus. I have the love of God. And therefore, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this in the name of Jesus. You need to do it with the right thinking. Otherwise, it's not in love, isn't it? And if there's any other kind of thinking, may God forgive us. Hallelujah. We want to do it right. How many of you want to do it right? I want to do it right. Man, I don't want to make a fool of myself. I want to do it right. And sometimes, um, we just have to get the thoughts right. And there's a lot of looking inside and considering, oh, the life of God is on the inside of me. I need to think properly about this. Hallelujah. All right. I believe you got something today. I believe the ministry of the Spirit of God and the Word 
got you. He spoke to me. I believe he's drawing us into these places where we are getting prepared for his coming. Shall we worship him? He has written these things that we might have fellowship with him. Amen. He said, these things have I written unto you that you might have fellowship. Fellowship with us. He said, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son. So go over to the Father with any guilt washed in the blood, no memory of it left, no thoughts hindering you. Go up there and say, Father, I have come to you. Thank you for holding me in your hands. Lord Jesus, there, I'm right there with you. I'm in your hands. I'm in your embrace. Thank you that nothing can take me out of your hands. I love you. I worship you. And just bless the Lord. Thank Him, praise Him for the life that He has given you. Oh, shemen grebelito flavanda, roposete prakabalda neferas tiendo, zondredista favalana karazaya krutopele jembri. Oh, mamambre veliata sapara falene morosto fedeli. Our Father, nepotore miente. Thank you that we are not orphans. Thank you that we've not been left on the earth as orphans. That you have covenanted, you have sworn in your blood to give everything that heaven has and you have passed it on to us. All that heaven has, you've turned over to us. We're so grateful that that flow is beginning as our thoughts are fellowshipping with you and your great life. Hallelujah. We will not hinder the flow of heaven through us. This great life that you've given us in the name of Jesus. And as your approach is drawing closer, he that has this hope in himself purifies himself as he is pure. So from our thoughts, these are our ways. These are our thoughts. We are accepting your ways. Your ways are higher. Your thoughts are higher. As high as the heavens are above the earth. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Whatever is not of faith is sin. And so we come by faith. And we do these things by faith. Because it is written in your word. Because God said it. I believe it. That settles it. This is the substance. From your word. It has produced confidence in our lives. Expectation. Happy expectation. That what God said. He is also able to perform. What God promised. He is going to bring to pass. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That I have the peace of God which passes all understanding. I don't have a care or a worry in this world. That the Lord sustains me. He will not suffer me, the righteous, to be moved. That I can cast all my cares upon Him. Hurl them, throw them on Him because He cares for me. And every blessing that He has is become mine and our portion today. And we thank you, Father, that there's a flow as we give in the attitude of love, as we dip in from our spirits and we begin to stretch out in our ministry, in our giving, in our speaking, in our acting. We thank you, Lord, that we are owing no man anything. We're going to be pure from the blood of all, having held back nothing. Oh, se membre fliondo presete plajabra babala di este. Guide us, guide us, guide us, Holy Ghost, into the truth this month, the truth that you have for us 
to walk in this month, Abba Father. Sombreli ketoba la jembra la vasta. And Father, I thank you that you will never allow your people to be put to shame. Hallelujah. We will not be put to shame. Our expectation will not be cut off. And you are working things out. You have a backup plan of heavenly magnitude. Ha, 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 ha. This earth cannot stop it. This earth cannot hinder it. Your resources are available in the name of Jesus. What Christ paid for in Jesus' name, the earth yield for us. I thank you that you said the covenant mercies will bring the wealth of the nations in the name of Jesus. The secret riches of dark places. Oh, the heritage of Jacob. And we know that anyone who's not joyful has not become aware of the benefits of the inheritance and the fellowship of the Father. And so we have decided that we will be aware of the benefits and aware of the inheritance in the name of Jesus. And we will enjoy fellowship with the throne of our Father God and the Lord Jesus by the Holy Ghost and the Word. And the very infectious joy will spill out of us and affect whoever is around. Oh, and the glory of God will flow out of us in greater measures as we meditate and think upon this high life, these high thoughts. Oh, manambre fi komos kabadile opuku no hobre liesta falabrasha. Ambreliko sukolene meritele kete este. Father, we thank you for favor surrounding your people like a shield. Thank you for doors of opportunity open because you fight for us. In the name of Jesus, we declare that the earth yields for us. In the name of Jesus, we curse and judge every lying disease out there. In the name of Jesus, we forbid you thus far and no more. In Jesus' name, we curse you from the root. In Jesus' name, back to hell where you came from. In Jesus' name. Back to the pit in Jesus' name. Under the feet, dust and ashes under us in Jesus' name. The earth yield for us. The earth produce for us. Nations, nations, great and goodly cities. Houses that we did not build. Filled with goodly things we did not buy. Great and goodly cities. The heritage of Jacob. Ha, 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 ha. We give you praise. We give you thanks. We're tithers. We're givers. We are yielding to the great law of love on the inside of us. We take no account of anything, any wrong suffered. We are not fretful. We are not anxious. We are not worried. You love us. You care for us. We are so grateful that we have rest. We are not worried. We receive your rest. We receive a burden-free, care-free life. We thank you that we are not puffed up. We're not arrogant. We are not proud. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We humble ourselves and we behold the glory of God. We humble ourselves and we see the exalting hand of God. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you for a time of exaltation that's coming. Thank you for a time of lifting up that's coming. But we have decided to choose your word. We have decided to choose your way. We have decided to choose your thinking. And therefore we have humbled ourselves under your mighty hand, yes, and we shall be lifted up in due time. Yes, ah, ha, 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 ha. Glory to your holy name. Glory, Our bones are not drying up. 
Our bones are being quickened. Our bones are receiving from the life of God. In the name of Jesus. Our nerves are receiving from the life of God. Diseases depart seven ways. In the name of Jesus. We are a peculiar people. We are a chosen people. High above all the nations of the earth. Above only never beneath. The head and not the tail. Oh, you have decided it. You have said it. The wealth of the nations, the wealth of the secret places. It comes to us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We have your thinking. We receive your thoughts. We accept your ways. We are not receiving anything else. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for healing bodies, for restoring lives today in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for that baby that was born the other day. For keeping the parents, Lord, we worship you for your mercy. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Your people have not believed in vain. They're receiving. We thank you for the team that has been working tirelessly. All these apps and all the stuff that has to do with electronic media. It's not easy, Lord. Thank you for blessing the efforts, blessing the work of the hands. Thank you for praise and worship people who have been selecting songs and desiring to worship you in the midst of all of this. Mercy upon them. Blessing increase upon lives, Father. Thank you, Lord, for a new day. Thank you, Lord, for a new month. Thank you for a new way of thinking. Thank you that we come out of this better. Better. Ha, ha, ha. The things which are seen are temporal, subject to change. Oh, we are not focusing on them. We're focusing on the eternal realm, the unchanging realm, the realm of faith, the realm of the Word of God. We are focusing on what God has said. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Our eyes look into the Spirit. Our eyes consider the Word. Our eyes consider the Father's throne. Our eyes behold the beauty of His holiness, His pure love, His great life. Hallelujah. Oh, we consider these things. We consider and set our affection on things that are above, as it is written, Lord. Because He has set His affection upon me, because He has set His love upon me, therefore I will deliver Him. Father, we thank You that our eyes have the privilege of seeing in the Spirit. Our eyes have the privilege of being faith people. Ha, 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 ha. We see what the world doesn't see. We see the place of the throne of our Father God. We enjoy the benefits of a satisfied life, all the benefits of salvation, all the freedom that comes, the deliverance that comes, the honor that comes from the Almighty God. In this time, Lord, we bless you that when the world complains, we declare it's getting better. It's getting better, brighter and brighter, brighter and brighter. The path of the just is getting brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Until the perfect day that you minister strength to your people at this moment. That whoever has been cast down, you are the help of their countenance. You are the health of their countenance. You will help them to save face. You are the salvation of their face. Ha, ha, ha. They will not be put to shame. They will be honored, Abba Father, because they are your people. Their souls are receiving strength right now. Ah, mighty strength in the inner man quickening them that they might 
receive the revelation that Christ is on the inside of them. The love of God is on the inside of them. Ha, 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 ha. The height, the depth, the, the breadth, the length. Oh, yes, the love of God is being revealed to them. Greater, 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 greater. Oh, more than they can ask, more than they can imagine. They're being filled with all the fullness of God. All the fullness of God is seeking to come through them. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, we give you praise. Give you praise. Give you praise. As the revelation of this great love fills them. Months and months of prayer along this line. Oh, the fullness of God is filling them. Seeking to flow through them. Hallelujah. To bathe all their selves. Bathe them completely in the fullness of God. Hallelujah. You bore the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And so, Father, that fullness must fill your people. In the name of Jesus. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you for every gathering, every kind of prayer meet, and every kind of message, and every kind of time that we have with you and with one another. Through this month, we'll be specially blessed, yes. anointed, Amen. high times in the Spirit. Amen. It's getting better and better, yes. brighter and brighter. Amen. We're enjoying more high times in the Spirit. Yes. We thank you for whatever we've been reading in Acts, the 8th chapter. Thank you for translations, for being moved in the Spirit realm. Yes. Oh, Father, we thank you for hunger and thirst for the Spirit realm. Yes. Hunger and thirst for your Word. Yes. Hunger and thirst for the things of your throne. Yes. We bless you, Abba Father. You are a faithful God. We thank you for the reality of the covenant blessings where one will put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand, and darkness flees seven ways, seven ways from your people. Seven ways in Jesus. Jesus mighty name. They shall no evil befall us. No plague come near our dwelling place. No evil befall us. No plague come near our dwelling place. No evil befall us. No plague come near our dwelling place. That our minds will be set on the lovely, the praiseworthy, the good report. Yes. That your people's minds will be guarded. Yes. That the, the forces, the garrison of heaven will mount guard over them. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The armed forces of heaven will mount guard over their thinking, over yes. their soul. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That they will focus on the true, the lovely, the praiseworthy the virtuous, the good report. Yes. They will not give their time and give their thinking to any unwholesome, failing, messed up, worldly, demonic realm Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. We have such a place, such a wonderful place of excellent, glorious thinking yes. that you've prepared for us. You, that our minds are not worthy of certain thoughts at all. We worship you, Abba worship Father. You, Abba. We bless you for the luxury of a mind that is set on you. Yes. Hallelujah. Free, free to think heavenly thoughts. Free to fellowship with heaven, Abba Father. Ona brente mincolo and our bodies are getting it. Yes. Oh yes, being affected, and our natural circumstances are being affected yes. by the covenant mercies of our God. Hallelujah. All that you spoke in your word is coming to pass because Jesus has shed blood and cut it and paid the price. Yes. And so we accept the goodness, the benefits of God in this day and hour. 
we remember those who are planning to get married those who are taking a chance at this time to consider their marriage lord open doors for them tender mercies be revealed for them in the name of jesus those who expect children may the bounty of heaven flow may quickening take place may children be born in the mighty name of jesus we thank you that none shall lack their mate we expect supernatural connections godly connections to take place that you are the god of the open door you're the god of the favor the god who took joseph out of prison and made him prime minister it doesn't matter what's going on out there your plans are coming to pass your honor will be seen your glory will be seen thank you for using our hands using our lips as your body on the earth thank you father thank you father for a month of freedom from fear because the great love of god is flushing it out in jesus name our thoughts on the love of god the great love and life of god have driven out all fear all uneasiness all worry all anxiety in the name of jesus we give you praise we give you praise if you are for us who can successfully stand against us no height no depth no power no principality nothing present nothing to come can separate us nothing can separate us from the great love of god Amen. that love will always find a way always find a victorious place for us yes. now unto him that is able to keep us from falling present us faultless before the throne in awesome glory with joy unspeakable hallelujah we give you praise we give you thanks glory 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 your mercy in our neighborhoods mercy on the city mercy in the land today thank you father thank you lord that that thing is being exposed yes. all lying demonic things fall away yes. in jesus name the mercy of god cause it to evaporate yes. just like that Amen. like steam on a hot day yes. just disappear in the name yes. of jesus, jesus name. we give you the praise we give you the glory we give you the honor thank you father for a new month thank you for a month of the mercies of god the goodness of god revealed yes. and the god who loves people god who loves the earth thank you for revealing it thank you for revealing that great love in greater measures in jesus mighty name we give you thanks hamashata la babarata kala bariata ora pea la cambra la manda men koto koto morobo sekere barabaya worship you worship you worship you worship you worship you onambre aldore mazembra la bakarianta la bakasha oshete brete delle favelliente for your mercy on the gauda family for strengthening them at this time lord in the name of jesus ta poste preseleto coporaka de calando robocoriete ona pazapa rikelebo roborobosikeriente thank you lord for payments that have been held back in any lives out there that they're coming in in Jesus name Amen. in Jesus name in Jesus name cascading effect of payments coming in in yes. Jesus name Amen. rolling into your people's lives yes. in the name of Jesus Amen. thank you abba father thank you abba father thank you abba father we bless you we bless you we bless you mashete babara bareke the father god who loves dearly and deeply kaprapapala krasataya oh hallelujah 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 
Thank you for the educational setups. Your children are being built up. They are being strengthened. Thank you, Father, that you have a way for them. We worship you. Our children are delivered from lying strongholds, demonic realms in Jesus' Jesus' name. name. They are kept as the apple of your eye. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Your gifts, your callings, your anointings. We open our hearts to receive so that your name will go out there, so that the life of God will be manifested. Thank you, Lord that the earth will be touched by your goodness, Amen. that Jesus is alive on the earth yes. through his people. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Jamble de bocoto corriente. Rakazero kute pereze minde kerebo karabala barianta. Oh, faithful God. Shabere mite berekete kelebora kosto. Mantanga manakuto kolebarabaya kalaba. Faithful God, faithful God, faithful God, faithful God, we love you today. We look forward to your mercy flowing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, Lord. We worship you for investments. Thank you, Lord, that they will not fail in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, what the enemy meant for evil. Turn around for good. In the name of Jesus. We bless you for counsel. We bless you for wisdom. Coming to your people in this day. Coming to your people in this hour. Worship you for current wisdom from the throne. In the name of Jesus. Pertaining to them. Pertinent. Right now. In the name of Jesus. We worship you. 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 We expect your mercy to flow. We expect victory in every place. Always. That's your covenant in Christ Jesus. Victory in every place. Always. In the name of Jesus. We receive it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. You are blessed. I'm sure you'll have a blessed time.